Hey y'all, Bro Lady here. I just want to jump in to let you know that this week we're replaying an older episode of Who's Driving Your Car. Why, you might ask? Let me tell you. Last week, Hurricane Laura swept through the bros' hometown of Lake Charles, Louisiana. And while the bros are cleaning up, we thought it was best if we just let them rest and recover and recoup and just let you guys listen to an older episode that maybe you haven't heard before. And if you have heard, then make sure you go listen to one you haven't heard. And while you're at it, please be praying for Louisiana and Lake Charles as they all recover from Hurricane Laura. Louisiana, we're with you and we're praying for you. And now, here's episode 13 of Who's Driving Your Car? Always have hope. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 13. Trece. Uh-huh. All right, guys, on today's topic, we will be discussing hope, which we think is a really fitting topic for stuff going on in the world today with the coronavirus, etc. And just, I guess, uh, an all-purpose announcement from the bros here. Thoughts and prayers go out to everyone. Um, stay safe. People who have it, we're definitely praying for you, and we hope that, uh, that God leads a way for us here, as we know he will. And we all come out on the other side of this uh, for the better. Um, with that being said, we are gonna we are actually starting the practice of some self distancing here. Craig and I are at the the table today, a, a good six feet apart, which is kind of odd. And John is coming to us virtual. Uh, we'll we'll put a picture on the line about that. It's a pretty good pretty good setup John has going out there. Finally utilizing his Christmas gift from Hot Dog. What you think about those, John? Well, they're they're pretty sweet, but I tell you what, I I miss. Uh sitting at the table, seeing you guys looking across the table and looking into Craig Cream's baby blue eyes. It's uh, <laughs> it's a different, it's a whole different feeling sitting out here on my deck by myself. Yeah, man. And unfortunately, um, for the listeners, it looks like starting next week, uh, we will all be virtual. We're working with our consultant to get some stuff set up on that. Um, so again, today and really starting the next couple of weeks, if you can bear with us for maybe some of the sound quality might not be quite as good. Um, but, but that's what we're looking at doing just, uh, for ourselves and other people in the community trying to do our part the best that we can. Um, the little forewarning on today's topic, we will be discussing, as I said, hope, uh, what it means to the guys, why it's important to have a sense of hope in our life and maybe different instances in which, uh, something the guys hoped for became an actual reality. Uh, before we get started though, we will read a review and that comes from, Lita Pimp, and <laughs> and uh, what was that name again? <laughs> sorry, it's cracking me up just saying it. Lita Pimp. Lita Pimp. Lita Pimp. All Lita I know Pimp. is this got person, it. Lita Pimp, has got some flyabilities with their name. Sounds like something <laughs> Hot Dog would come out with. <laughs> we'll say that for sure. And they say, perfect podcast. This has definitely helped the way I think about life itself. Many of us tend to dwell on our negative experiences, which causes stagnation. Growing daily should be a priority. In order to create an in, an increase on our growth chart, we must keep a positive attitude. That was awesome. No, that's a great review. Um, and certainly, uh, it sounds like they've had some good insight listening to some of the topics that we've talked about. Uh, we appreciate it. Keep listening. Uh, we're going to keep coming. Lee, get a new episodes. Well said. And um, we, we really do appreciate all the reviews we've had. We've gotten a lot of great feedback which means a lot to us um again we're we're motivated and inspired by all our listeners so uh we appreciate it and if there's stuff you'd like to hear from us hit us up on the social media on facebook and instagram and let us know and with that we'll head into our uh somewhat newish segment um called would you rather and craig's gonna holler at john and i today we have no idea what he's coming up with here but let's hear it craig oh i'm nervous all right guys would you rather 
always have a song stuck in your head that you can't get out of your head or always have an itch that you can't reach? Um, what, do I get to pick the song? Mm. Or is it like, uh, you know, the song when you go to Disneyland? This great. is the song that never ends, or whatever it is. It's a small world, after all. Yes. It's a small world, yes. <laughs> Would you rather have it's a small world, after all, in your head all the time? Oh, you can't get it out. Or an itch you can never uh, reach? Oh, dude. I don't know. I think I think I would probably have to go with the itch. Oh, okay. Dude, no way. I would take the song in my head all day long. <laughs> I mean, if that's the song, I'm not even 100% sure. I'm sure I've heard it, what the song is. If I could pick the song, this is no doubt. I replay stuff 24-7 over well, here when it comes to songs. If you could pick, if you could pick the song, that would be a different story. But uh, if it's you know the one like we were just talking about, it's a small world after all. Um, if you've been to Disney, you know how by the time you make it through that area that you don't, you don't want to ever go back through again. <laughs> well, here's the thing, John. When you have a song stuck in your... Well, hold on. Before I defend mine, Craig, what you think, bro? Oh, man. Um, I'd probably I take... mean, it could, be, it could be our theme song. I, 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 I. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I could that all that day be, long. That would be awesome. Yeah, if I could pick it, I would say song. I guess I'd go with songs. Actually, Small World reminds me of Disney, but then I might get old after a while because it's a rough song. Itch. You know, <laughs> if I get an itch, uh, it just drives me nuts. So... Well, here's the deal. If you have an itch, you really can't get that out of Like, let's just pretend we're talking to each other like we are right now. You have an itch. You're probably chill, still trying to get it figured out. Right. If you got, the, if you got the song I'd in your head, it. if you got the song in your head, you're just continually, I could just talk to people all day long, and I, I don't think the song, I could make that song become irrelevant. It would just be there. But about the itch? You couldn't scratch it ever. It would just be itching. Exactly. So well, I have no distraction. But you could I feel like you could scratch it, maybe get some relief while that was going on. It didn't say you couldn't scratch it, right? Yeah, having it have always have an itch that you can't reach. Oh, trying, to you can't reach. Up, <laughs> trying to make your own rules up, John. Trying to make your own rules up. Yeah, I'm following in the hot dog path of oh, let me make it how I want to be. Okay. I'm uh, I'm still gonna go with the itch unless I can uh, pick the song. Oh, that's good. Theoretically with the itch you could have someone get it for you. It's true. It's true. And if it was your face, you really weren't allowed to ditch it anyway at this point in time. Is that correct? Yeah. Don't touch your face. <laughs> Don't touch your face, people. Face is off limits. That's very true. So, Craig, I think you did good picking that one, man. Oh, thanks, we, man. We, I was a little interested to get a look into Craig Cream's thoughts there, <laughs> what he would come up with. Yeah. I, every time that he was reading through them and I'd hear him start giggling and laughing, I was like, okay, we got a winner. We got a winner. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look um, – We'll delve on into the topic today, and it's one that I think we've been anticipating doing for a little while, um, have mentioned it a time or two, and that is hope. And as usual, I think it wouldn't be a bad place to start with what it means to us. And for myself personally, I think it's hope uh, is like having a hopeful attitude, hoping something may happen, having a desire you would like to maybe see come to fruition. Uh, I'm a half a glass fuller, as we know, and I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to see uh, life through those eyes. So I'm a very hopeful person in general, no matter what the circumstance, even with what we're sitting here today with the, the unfortunate situation with the virus, I'm, I'm hopeful that a lot of good will come from it. Um, and I think we can maybe spin on some examples of that in a little bit. But that's what it would mean to me just in general, having the ability to hope for or desire something. What y'all think? Well, first off, I want to let everybody know that there's a lone shark in Bogalusa, Louisiana named Hope. Uh, anybody? Needs to find some hope. You could probably go there. Probably still surviving the coronavirus. Classic uh, <laughs> off-the-wall job for us. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's uh, whenever we were talking about doing this topic a few weeks back and I started thinking about it, uh, and now that you bring up, oh, can you get, you know, have a song always stuck in your head. Uh, my mom used to sing me a song when I was little, uh, and the song was, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. That song, I don't know if anybody knows it, but my mom used to sing that to me exclusively. And uh, it'll be one of 11. Uh, you don't always have a whole bunch of one-on-one uh, -on -one time. Uh, and it always made me feel really good. And even to this day, uh, I, I really love that song. Uh, my mom still sings it to me every now and then. And uh, it's great. And it just reminds me that... You know, whenever you encounter people in your life, uh, if you can 
say a positive word or, you know, say something, uh, you know, truthful and honest, uh, that's encouraging. Sometimes that's a, that's enough of uh, light in the future, um, for people to see the, you know, the brighter horizon to help them turn the corner and get their, get their life together, get their attitude straightened out and heading in a more positive direction. Yeah, John, I think that's a, a great point. Um, giving people hope. Yeah. I didn't even think about that when kind of going over the stuff for the day and a, a short side aside here, the, you are my sunshine actually in my house. I was just pointing to Craig. I have a little, I'm calling it a sign. I don't know what I would call that, Craig. It's like some of that. There's no sunshine in your house right now. No, he I'm does. Not there. It's, it's like a piece of wall art. <laughs> it's a piece of wall art. It's a, it's a stained piece of wood. That says you are my sunshine in, in cursive. Yeah, my grandfather, my papa, uh, who's no longer with us, used to tell uh, all the time, and he'd be whistling and singing that song. So it's really interesting, John, that you have a similar story uh, about that. So, yeah, that's a that's a great song. I'd be fine if that one was stuck in my head 24-7. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Craig Cream, what you think on Hope, brother? Yeah, guys, it's interesting you use the sunshine reference, um, Steve, and the fact that Matt's got a sign in here. I always think of... Think of the feeling you get when you see a sunrise. You know, it's sort of the darkness, the light comes up very subtly, but it's usually a lot of beauty associated with it. Um, it's like a new beginning, an awakening. You know the hope that the day will be full, filled with light. And so I think that maybe you can kind of connect with that sunrise. Uh, it's like an expectation, like you you see it coming. And I, one of the definitions of hope that I found was a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So you, deep down, you want you have hope that this thing's going to change or the thing that you've always been, been wanting, there's something you're longing for. And, uh, you know, that's something I reflected on and we'll probably get into some of our descriptions a little later, but yeah, man, that's a, a, a fantastic expectation is a good thing. And, and for some reason, when you were saying that, I was thinking about one of my favorite things. What are you going to paint today? When you wake up, you get to paint that picture of the day. I mean, it might not go the way you intend to, but it's always cool to wake up with a blank slate, be hopeful for what might come, what you can paint, what you can do, et cetera. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, another thought is, uh, definition was being able to see that there is light despite the darkness. So if you're in a dark place and you have a hope that that will pass, sort of like this coronavirus thing, it's really impacting a lot of people's um, economics, uh, their their lifestyle, and their health. And so it's a dark time for a lot of people. So, I, you know, we have hope. We're hoping and we have hope that this will all change for everyone. And at the end, like you said, Matt, come out for the better. Yeah, having a little light at the end of the tunnel, light so to speak, um, and seeing the good that is around you. Um, there's a lot of hope for like family time. I keep hearing that a lot of people like y'all two can probably speak to this, but getting to spend more time with your families, maybe more more time with the uh, the Lord, causing the stop and go so much. Can't be running around at the gym or running from one thing to the next. A lot of us are getting closer to the point and being more and more at home. So it causes you to pause, stop, think, reflect. And I think it personally, um, little hot dog style here, is an opportunity to get you to grow closer to God too. So he may be showing us something within the midst of all this. There's always the the hopefulness of those things. What you think about it, Johnny boy? No, I agree. Um, and, you know, starting next week, we're scaling back, uh, back on our clinic uh, hours. We're kind of separating everybody's practices. So the people who are, are really in need to, to come in and get the treatment at this time will be able to come in with the least amount of uh, exposure uh, to people. Um, so, you know, the rest of the time I will be at home. Um, my wife has been on uh, maternity leave for the last couple of months. She was getting, she was having an itch. She was ready to go back to work. Uh, she's ready to get out of the house. So she's been in, a, been in for a while, cooped up. So um, all the daycares just closed down in our area. So, um, she's still going to be able to probably go back in some type of limited capacity, uh, with, with me, um, restricting my clinic hours. Uh, I'm looking forward to be, be at home with the boys. Um, it's always a precious time for me. Um, and it will give more opportunity to get closer, uh, with the kids. Um, and hopefully they'll drive me crazy. Yeah, John, um, I think that's a great way to look at it. And I know you're able to still go right now in a limited capacity. I think Craig could speak on that too. He's working the same way along with myself, being able to, to do work virtually a lot at home and be bopping back and forth to the office. Um, also makes you think to yourself, uh, you can kind of always try to make the best of a situation. Sometimes when you're dealt with a little bit of adversity, you can see the, again, you can find a way to see light at the end of the tunnel 
in the times and make the situation the best that it can be and, and look at all the positives that come with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you guys. No, yeah, I, I relate. We're all kind of scaling back. I'm doing the same thing at work, and I've already kind of seen some of the fruits from that, just being able to spend some more quality time with the family. Got to play uh, Mario on the little Wii thing last night. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. You know, we're cooking dinners um, and, and spirituality, just having some more quiet time. I think, you know, we're never, I've been made comments before. I almost wished I was forced to be off a week because I was thinking of the things that I've been putting off or wanting to accomplish outside of work because our demands of our careers really, really can be overwhelming and the other little things we do. So it's kind of nice to almost be forced to to have some quiet time because it lets you look into yourself and see maybe where you need to, you know, pick up the slack in your in your faith, in your marriage, in your uh, relationship with your kids. So we've had some uh, some great times just in this first week, uh, and I, I, I'm actually I'm nervous, I, but I'm hopeful that you know we'll all be back to work. But it, I'm going to try to make the most of it. Yeah, Craig, I think uh, nervous is a good way to look at it, and and try not to get too nervous or let your anxiety, etc., worry you too much. Heck, I've been walking around saying you you might truly get in a car wreck tomorrow or have a heart attack. Something else could happen. Worrying about something that you ultimately can't control. As it says in, uh, I think it's Matthew 6, do not worry up in there a good bit about tomorrow. It'll take care of itself um, because ultimately you don't know what will happen. So you can always look through it through those eyes. But I hear you. I, I'm probably less worried about myself and more worried about our folks at the restaurant. Um, yeah. You know, we've had to go to more of a limited uh, service when it's only to go orders. I'm afraid that it may come to the point where we have to shut the doors altogether for a little bit. Um, and whatever's for the better will happen. But I think having that sense of hope and a lot of faith, we've talked a lot about faith is what can ultimately help one get through these kind of times. Yeah. Uh, hot dog. And you know, what you're talking about just, uh, reminds me of a quote that I had written down. Um, and it goes rejoice in hope, be, tr- be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. So, we're all going to have some extra time on our hands. Uh, certainly, uh, spending a lot more time at, with family, uh, a lot less time running and being out and about. So, it's a good thing to keep uh, focused on what's important in life, uh, what's important to you, and what's important for your future. I agree, John. I, and I have a kind of a more of a lighter comment about this situation. How does Andrew fly Tuki Biscuit? How does he feel about? <laughs> Oh, he's going to kill you. <laughs> how, does he, how does he feel about getting more uh, red beans and gumbos over there? I'm sure at least the red beans. I know Green Paul's happy that he won't be involved in any of that, but how does Andrew feel? <laughs> well, um, I, you know, as we speak, I got some red beans that have been cooking for three days. So oh, uh, sounds they're, great. They're, red, they're, they're ready to eat at any point in time right now. I wanted to send out a joke text to uh, Green Paul and tell him that I had some, that I was going to drop them off, but I was scared he would call the cops on me yeah. if uh, <laughs> I, I so much as drove by his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's it's, awesome. uh, Green Paul's Andrew's a very hardcore dude right now. Andrew's doing well. Um, he's, you know, and they've canceled school for the most part. They do have some online assignments. Uh, he's in eighth grade, so he's wrapping up his eighth grade year. And, and his cousin, uh, Amber, um, has offered to do some tutoring. So he's been going to her, her house a couple times this week, and I think he'll continue for the foreseeable future to uh, kind of keep up with some things and get him ready for the big high school next year. So he has a lot more free time. He's going to – only going and doing the um, tutoring stuff for a couple of hours a day. Um, and I'm just like, hey, dude, that's about what I did, you know, my whole life coming up is two to three hours a day. <laughs> hey, sharpening the skills over Old there. school way. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, well, look, that delves us into the, I guess, the second part of, of things to kind of discuss when it comes to hope. And that would be why it's important to have a sense of hope in our lives and, and it not even to do with what I wrote down, but I really thought John, what you said a little while ago was pretty good, man. Um, it's important to have hope, but giving other people a sense of hope. What do y'all think about that? You know, like, like I said, just a wave at somebody might pick up someone's day, but the simple fact of, of being positive or maybe sharing your story with someone else who might be in a tough situation in their life or some of the experiences you've had a little bit of wisdom to give another person hope can be a really powerful thing. What y'all think about that? No, you're right, and it's uh, it's an easier thing to do than I think most people probably realize. Uh, 
you know, I've seen an, uh, a number of incidents throughout my life where you let somebody know how you see them, um, how, what kind of person you think they are. And, you know, all of us are usually pretty tough on ourselves. Uh, I know I am, you know, um, but having that affirmation of, um, you know, the way someone looks at you and how they see you can be very uplifting for a lot of people. It can be a, a great source of hope um, for people, I think. So just expressing, you know, what kind of person uh, you think someone is, uh, what, what qualities are favorable in them that you think uh, make them unique and special can be super helpful and uplifting. That alone. You know, Steve, I think you're right. You know, we're all on this earth to help each other and, and be there for each other, especially our friends and families. And golly, I look at myself and I know you guys would speak to this. There's times in our life when we're on top of the world and times in our life when we're at the bottom of the, of the valley. And, you know, there'll, there'll be times where I can be in a position to really lift someone up and give them the hope they need. And there's times where I'm going to need, uh, you know, my brothers and sisters to lift me up. And so just being aware and conscious of the people around you and knowing that, like you said, that just taking that 30 seconds or that minute to, to reach out and let them know it's going to be okay because they may be in a time of need or a time of struggle. And then just being there for someone, you know, and giving that, that positive encouragement, at least for me, it just, it pulls me up too. You know, it's like, it reminds me that, Hey, I've got things to be grateful for. Um, they've been there for me. I'm going to be there for them. And it just makes this experience called life so much more amazing. And, and you know, Craig, it's uh it's a, it's an amazing, beautiful thing. Whenever people realize that, uh, someone the way that someone else sees them too how they have that realization and you know they may have never thought about themselves in that particular way and uh it's just a great thing to see so uh if you have anybody that you are proud of you um you know see good qualities i would say let them know and see what happens it's usually pretty amazing that's awesome steve yeah and i think also um Handling situations, we all have, like Craig said, we all go through peaks and valleys in life, and uh, just your actions alone can give someone a sense of hope because they may realize, man, John's going through a lot right now. I'm just hypothetical with John. He's going through a lot right now in his life, but look how well he's handling it. He's still strong in his faith. He still puts a smile on his face. So just people going by with your actions versus, you know, moping or feeling sorry for yourself could give someone else who's looking at you. You don't even realize when people are paying attention to you that I always like to say your actions, they speak louder than words that you can purely give someone um, a sense of hope with how you lead your lead and or carry yourself. And, and one comment would be also, you know, if you think about times in your life when you were really in a bad place or had a rough time and, you know, it all ends at some point that, that darkness, the, the sun does rise. One little mnemonic that I found was kind of cool, you know, hope H O P E. Uh, a little mnemonic is hold on pain ends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're in a situation right now where you feel like how there's no hope, it's despair. Look, two, one year, two years, three years, you're going to look back and go, Oh my gosh, I remember that time when we were going through this thing and all these feelings I had and your life will be completely different at that point in time. So just know that the sun will rise. Um, yeah, correct. I think that's well said even with what's going on with the virus, like sure. having hope, uh, I think that ties in well. And I like to look at that as every storm will run, eventually run out of rain, which I think I mentioned. Yeah. And while we're sitting here, I'm listening to John, and he's sitting outside on his deck, and I hear this bird. I don't know if y'all can hear it listening to us. John, do you hear it? Um, uh, now that you say it, I kind of hear it. I'm going to call him in. He'll probably be sitting here on the table. With Dude, that bird is like, that bird is working it out over there, and it, it has literally been raining some at least where I'm at. I don't know if it is where John is, but it made me look outside and think, man, it's pouring down rain, and now like a little sun's popping, a bird's chirping. That's the old, uh, a very indicative picture of life sometimes. You got to wade through the storm, and a lot of times the storm makes you better for it too. The birds will come out. Word. Yeah, the virus, you know, talking about the virus, uh, I've got another quote that uh, I'd like to share, uh, and it goes, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. I think that's... Uh, a pretty important thing with all the stuff going on right now. Um, you know, all of us are kind of just waiting, see what happens, see how much uh, all this stuff further disrupts our lives, and then looking at the recovery process going on from there. 
What do y'all think about that quote? I think that's a phenomenal quote, John, because I think it, and I think it was a good idea. I don't remember which one of y'all came up with doing hope, but I thought hope was pretty neat because it ties in a lot of our, the especially the topics on faith and patience. It ties them in because you have to be patient and you have to have faith to see if your hope is actually going to become a reality. Absolutely. That was a, that was an awesome quote. And, you know, it was, you know, biblical quotes, you know, a lot of, a lot of us do go to the Bible to find the answers in these tough times and look for models of hope. Uh, and one quote I found from one of these models of hope is St. Paul. And this is one of his uh, uh, verses uh, in the Romans eight thirty-eight through 39. I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's basically no matter what's thrown at you, what you go through, you know, nothing's going to separate us from God. And so if you have hope and trust in him, uh, I think that gives us some peace to know that things will change. And if you don't, um, that's okay. Just be open to the idea that there might be an opportunity there for you to get closer to God in, in, in times like this. Like you said earlier, this is a good time to really kind of see what your priorities are and if it's working out for you or not. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Craig. And, and uh, you know, there's a very good uh, Christian song that's out that pretty much um, paraphrases that whole uh, quote that you just said. Uh, beautiful song. Anybody who listens to uh, that type of music has certainly heard it. Uh, but it's pretty much right on path with that. Uh, that's great. Do you know the name of the song, bro? Uh, I can't remember. Your love, maybe. Okay. Um, and yeah, Craig, I think that that is uh, really well said. What was going through my head when I was listening to it was, I think opportunities like this uh, that we're in with the virus or tough things in your life, having hope that the storm will run out of rain, eventually the storm, no matter what the situation, I always tell myself, the storm's going to run out of rain, man. I'm going to go be with God, get myself to heaven. That's the goal here for me. Um, and that's ultimate eternity. What we're living through right now might seem difficult, tough, and, and I'm not downplaying it by any means. Hell, I'm, or heck, sorry. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've got, you're, you're just Lady J with that mouth. There's that old Matt we heard about. There he is. I have, oh, uh, I've got myself food around this place. I've ordered cases of water. I'm trying to get myself obviously protected it to whatever extent I can within reason, but Eventually, I'm, I'm hopeful of, of eternal happiness. And what would be eternal happiness if you didn't have lows of life and stuff like this happening? So I really think it's something to embrace. I say that all the time. People somewhat give me a hard time. But if you embrace things like this, it truly allows what you're hoping for to be that much better. And that's eventually eternity. So you embrace that with some social distancing also? Again, I'm going to make sure... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I take proper precautions because I love life. Uh, I joke around all the time about this too. I really hope on my tombstone one day they put my name and they put my day that I peace out that God get, calls my number, so to speak. And it says he loved life. I do love life. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere, but at the same time, man, what would it be if I didn't have true, true faith and hope of going where, where we all want to eventually end up one day? Yeah, that's pretty funny. You know, there's a, a saying that, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but, uh, not everybody's in such a hurry to get there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good song. <laughs> it is a very good one, I agree. Kind of referencing <laughs> songs, you guys, since we're on, on the song kick. Uh, there is a song I actually heard for the first time uh, two weeks ago, and it is by a Christian singer named Matt Marr, and that's M-A-H-E-R, and the song's called Alive and Breathing. And four of the lines in the refrain are, Joy still comes in the morning, hope still walks with the hurting, if you're still alive and breathing, praise the Lord. And, you know, especially while people are getting sick and we, we really, it makes you cherish your health and the uncertainty of health. So just to be here and be alive is, is a blessing. But knowing that joy is going to come in the morning, hope's going to walk with you when you're hurting, but you're alive. And at the end of the day, if that's all you've got, that's a blessing. That's great. That's a good song. Uh, I've heard that one too. I really enjoy it. Well, look, I think another, when I think about hope, a lot of times I think about, um, being the ability to dream, having dreams, aspirations, goals, you're hopeful that they may come true. I, I like to think of myself as a dreamer a lot. 
I don't always accomplish all the dreams, but it allows one to be hopeful. Heck, having the podcast um, uh, was somewhat became a dream, I guess, and now we've turned it into a reality, not like a lifelong dream, more of a one, I guess, uh, that was more mm, short-lived that came to reality versus like a, I'm hopeful that I'll have kids and get married one day. So what about y'all when it comes to dreams and, and allowing you to be hopeful? Well, hot dog, I just got to ask you, how far do you take these dreams? Are you like uh, Walter Bitty? You live your life daydreaming? Come again? <laughs> <laughs> a movie with, um, I can't remember his name, but. We all know I continue Walter to strike Bitty. out on your movie references. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Moving on. No, I'm with you, Matt. I mean, hope, uh, always hoping for these things. I think a lot of us have goals and dreams and, um, that's the fun hope for me. You know, it's, there's the hope of, say you have a sick child and you want them to get well, you, gosh, you really hope they get better. But, um, probably more of what we experience hopefully is the hope that we'll accomplish our goals and our dreams and, you know, be able to be the person we need to be for whoever that is in our life. That's important to us. Yeah. I think as, as, uh, being a parent, you know, you always want to hope for a better future for your kids. Uh, and you hope that hope you can uh, impress on them maybe some of the wisdom that you picked up over the years and hopefully try and steer them away from some of the mistakes that you have made along the way. Even though, you know, having a 13-year-old stepson doesn't seem like they listen a whole lot, but uh, maybe it will be something that, you know, you can – put them on a better path and maybe you came along. Yeah, John. Um, and I'm sure those kiddos, they got a lot to learn from you and all those mistakes in the past. <laughs> what are you saying? Hey, we, we've got some stories. We just need to bring Paul along for the ride. Uh, we will, we will keep him on the down low for now. I think a cool thing about hope too, and I've said this before, so I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but it allows you to experience the human emotions, the emotions of life. Um, because normally when you're hopeful for something, it's something you're looking for, wanting to get, and you don't necessarily have it at the moment. Again, I would hearken to myself, probably the thing that I don't really hope or want a lot in life, minus to find the right person, have kids, etc. I'm very hopeful for it, for it, but it does. It can bring out frustrations when you see other people who have kids or want to go travel with somebody, things like that. It brings out the frustrations, but... I think it also is neat to be able to have the sense of hope that, hey, that's going to happen one day, and when it is going to happen, it's going to be really cool, X, Y, Z. So eventually when the hope becomes a reality, you can experience the real highs of life, or in my case, a high for me. What do you all think about that, the fact that you can experience the different emotions? Well, if you're still trying to uh, wrangle yourself a wife, I would quit talking about feeding dead animals. That might scare some folks off. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> he, he went from like, what do you think about this? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure now that we're 13 episodes in, the listeners are starting to take John. I hope they take John's uh, jokes like I do. They normally just let them go right by, which I normally would, but y'all cannot appreciate that. So I will comment on it and just say, just let that go right on by. Hope you got a good chuckle. Oh, man, that's funny. Actually, Matt, it's funny. You, you've said stuff you've said this before in another way and I never really, it never really hit me till now, but like almost like just appreciating the emotions that you're physically capable of going through. You know, we often appreciate, you know, our food, our family, uh, the beautiful weather, but to actually appreciate what your heart and mind can feel in the roller coaster of emotion, whether that's going from despair to pure ecstasy or sadness to happiness um, it's, it's crazy. It's actually, I, it's funny you say that. Cause I was yesterday struggling and stressing about our work, maybe being closed for a couple months. And what does that mean for the jobs for everyone and myself, you know, and I, at the same time, I'm, I'm getting a call from one of my very close friends who's on his way to go see a pediatric oncologist cause their son's blood work doesn't look good. And he's getting a bone marrow biopsy. And I'm like, wow, I mean, I here I am stressing about that and it could be so much worse. And so I'm going through these emotions for him and for me. And, but at the same time, trying to find joy in the fact that my kids at the same time are calling me down to come play a video game. 
And so it, it is a blessing that we're able to have a heart and feel and, and just go through someone else's pain and be there for them, but at the same time, you know, make you appreciate what you have. So that's interesting that you said that. Word up to that, Craig. Uh, that That is one of my things. I've really learned it over the last few years. Just, like, try to embrace it, man. Because if you really embrace that with what it is, you can appreciate them. I think we are... One of the purposes of being a human being, our time on the earth, is to experience all these things. Just what we're experiencing right now with all the uh, craziness going on in the world and the fear, the anxiety, the worry, and then some trying to calm it down. Like that whole deal, you're you're better for it, and I think meant to experience it. And if you embrace it and take, take it on with which it is, I think you're ultimately better for it. It's one of the purposes of life. That makes me tickle pink, bro. Tickle pink to hear that. Amen. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So much more joke opportunity. Tickle pink. <laughs> Silly. Hey, you know what, John? Just be yourself, bro. <laughs> Actually, his shirt is purple, John, just so you know. He's, he's got a purple oh, he's shirt. Oh, he's wearing purple? It's purple. Yeah, y'all should have sent me a picture so I can know what everybody looks like today. But uh, I want to bring up a story that uh, I almost brought up uh, on one of the other podcasts, but uh, y'all decided that I should wait and hold it out. Um, and it's about a patient of mine that had come in. Uh, she's having a lot of problems. Um, had seen a bunch of different providers, but nothing um, had given her really any relief to this point. Uh, she was to the point where she was having trouble getting up and down from the seated position. She was having trouble walking, other things like that. Um, and I worked on her a few times, and she responded very very well um and was her pain levels were coming down her mobility was improving she was doing really good so i introduced her to the podcast and um she started listening and uh really enjoyed it and appreciated it uh, and you know this person would come in and after the third or fourth time that she was coming in uh, while i was working on her she would just start crying while i was working on her and i would stop and say, are you okay? And, or do I need to back off? And I'm being too aggressive, you know, t tell me what's going on. And she was just crying in that she was so happy that she could feel the relief already. And I wasn't even finished working on her. Um, so it was a, it was a very interesting interaction. The other thing that she brought up that I thought was really neat, not only for myself, but also for, you two guys that are doing the podcast with me is that uh, she said that even whenever she wasn't able to come in and, and see me, uh, just hearing my voice and hearing us on the uh, the podcast was comforting for her and gave made her feel better uh, during the times whenever she was you know wasn't feeling her best and was able to to listen to the podcast and hear a few jokes and hear us mess around uh, that that was a comforting thing for her so. I think it's a, a very neat interaction to have, and I just wanted to share it with you all. Man, John, that's uh, that's awesome, and I know you had mentioned it uh, a little while back to me um, in some length, and I thought that was very touching, meant a lot to me personally that we would hear that, and I think it also should show you a lot of fulfillment in what you're doing with your in your life with uh, your abilities God gives you, brother. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that, John. That's an awesome story. Absolutely. Well, look, I think we can now roll ourselves into what I would, I'm sure y'all may have some other comments, but the last thing that, um, and I didn't have my main notes with me today, but I kind of jotted some down real quick before this, would be maybe instances in which something we hoped for became a reality. And I'll start off with, or maybe when it did not become a reality, and I'll start out with something like this, and that would be when John and I played tennis. <laughs> I was always super hopeful that I would beat John. <laughs> and whenever I finally did get that one set off of him, I got to watch it, dude. The storm of getting beaten ran out of, ran out of rain, and then John never played me again, too. But I got to experience that. I was always just hopeful that I would win. So that's just a small example in life and a chance to give myself a little pat on the back, too. Uh, what about y'all? Anything like that in y'all's life where maybe it didn't work out, but for the better or something where it did? I think we're going to have to go to the film and see uh, if you even got any, if any of that was true. I don't think any of that might even be truthful. 100% true, bro. I remember it like it was yesterday. Go to the replay. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I've had a bunch of situations probably in my life. I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank on what, uh, you know, one example might be one of my daughters when she was real young, she had a swollen joint in her hand and, you know, you're in the medical 
field, so you always think of the worst things, and you think of like juvenile rheumatoid arthritis was on the differential diagnosis, and the testing that goes through that, and you start talking to people, and they're saying, well, we can maybe start this certain medicine, and it's a chemo medicine, and you're thinking, wait, what? And uh, ended up, she just has hypermobile joints and had a little injury, and it swelled up. But, you know, at the time, you have a child with something that could be more serious, you know, you're very hopeful that that's not the case. And so, like, when my friend has what he's going through, I just, golly, it's so nerve-wracking whenever you just, you, life is on autopilot, and you're rocking and rolling, and something bad happens, then you're, you know— there's a lot of times where you're really digging deep for hope. Um, that's one one thought I had. Yeah. Yeah. Go um, ahead, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it all back to pole vaulted again since I don't think we maybe talked about it last episode. Talk so. about beating a dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I thought you were gonna stay away from that. Uh, you just inspired no, me mean, to say it more, John. <laughs> you know, growing up, uh, I had an injury to uh, back when I was in high school and. Uh, you know, wanting to compete, uh, wanting to do my best. Um, I wanted to just get back out there, keep doing what I needed to do in order to, you know, achieve my goal of, you know, winning district, winning regionals, going to state, that kind of thing. And for me, you know, as a 16, 17 year old kid, my only hope was that I could continue to, to compete and do those types of things. So, for me personally, in that episode, I was able to continue to compete and uh, throughout the the rest of the season uh, on a limited capability. Um, but then I found out uh, several months later, after everything had settled, you know, they kept saying, oh, you just got a full muscle in your back. Uh, you know, you're fine. Well, several months later, I found out that I had a fractured uh, vertebrae. Uh, so it was a lot more serious than uh, was anticipated. And, you know, I'm just grateful that Nothing more serious uh, happened to further uh, hurt myself. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything that needed to be uh, surgically repaired or anything else like that. I just basically had to lay off of activity over the summertime. And I was young enough, and it was in a growth place where it healed over. Uh, but sometimes the things that you hope for, things that you want, may not be a great thing for you. <laughs> uh, so just something I want to share. Yeah, John, I think that's a great story I can relate. I won't harken back to any more of my personal glory days, but I fractured a vertebrae in my back uh, when I was sophomore in high school and, and um, was no longer able to pitch. So wound up being a position player in college when pitching was my thing. So I kind of can relate to you there, but I also thought like small instances of hope. I'm sure we've all had days where we wake up and we're like, man, I wish I could just stay in the bed today or I didn't have to go to work or something legitimately nerve-wracking is happening like our first podcast episode john was nervous as could be and you, <laughs> you, you you somehow i'm sure didn't sleep much that night i think you told me that and you somehow made it through but like just the idea of, of, <laughs> of being able to to get through the day like having that hope or like man when i get done this will be behind me, whatever it is. It could be if yeah. you were public speaking, taking a test at school, whatever it is, you're something you're not looking forward to doing because we all have that. Maybe you're having a surgical procedure or somebody in your family is or something's wrong with your pet. Like having the, the hope that that storm will run out of rain, that it'll be over with and the day will, will come on by. And the other thing I wanted to hit on briefly here, John just kind of mentioned it. Sometimes things we hope for don't happen and maybe for a reason. And I think... There's things that you can really want really bad in your life. I can personally speak to it. Uh, again, I've alluded to it a couple times in this episode. Um, it not being God's time for me to be with that right exact person in my own life, you're really hopeful for it, but maybe God is protecting you. It could be a relationship. It could be a job you really want and you've applied for and you think you're the right candidate. There's a lot a trip you really wanted to go on, and then it fell through. Like myself, I was supposed to go somewhere to with my boy Brashear. Uh, fell through was looking for that but sometimes God is protecting you from a situation that you really ultimately might not need in your life um, and you can look at it in a positive way with that too what about that guys yeah I agree um, it reminds me of a Garth Brooks song uh, I think it's something along the lines of one of God's greatest gifts or unanswered prayers yeah mm -hmm. you know I, I know there's times where I've prayed for things in my youth or high school whether it was for a relationship to go a certain way or whether it was for a certain um, maybe it was a trip, and it didn't go the way I wanted it. But in retrospect, that would have been really bad had it gone a different direction. You know, if it, God would have given me the answer to my prayer at the time, 
my whole life would have changed. Uh, you know, for example, say you're going to go on a vacation and, and for whatever reason the timing doesn't work out, you can't go or you have to leave a day later. You know, and then I've seen situations where there's car accidents on that particular day. Just what if you were happened to be the one on the road at that time? You may not have ever known why you weren't supposed to go, but um, that might be a situation where you might have, you know, saved your life by not going. Or if it is a relationship, like you mentioned, maybe this person, you're like, God, let, Lord, please let this work. And if you would have pursued that relationship further and it had gone down the road, God, your whole life could be different and not necessarily for the better. So, you know, sometimes when he doesn't necessarily answer your prayers the way you want, it doesn't mean he doesn't have a better plan for you. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, I spoke in one of the earlier podcasts how we took a, you know, once-in-a-lifetime trip to go to Peru, hike the Inca Trail, do all those types of things. And we still have a group, uh, text messaging group of uh, the people who went with us. And one of the guys sent out a, a an article on, you know, a couple who just, they were, just got to Peru. They just went on a hike in uh, Sacred Valley, one of the places that we went, and now they're stuck there for wow. 30 days. So, Whoa. Uh, it, it's just interesting to see. Um, and you know, you don't. Most of the time, I would say we don't have clarity to uh, say and accept. Okay, I'm here. What is that purpose for? And look, look for that purpose. But. Uh, for whatever reason, I made it to Peru. I made it back, and uh, this other couple is going to be there for a while. <laughs> so Man, that's crazy. Uh, wow. It's uh, it's interesting, and I think that uh, we would all do better if we would try to look for those underlying reasons of where why we may be where we are and why things maybe didn't turn out like we were hoping and expecting. Well said, Johnny boy. We're going to roll into our weekly segment of. What made you pump the gas and what made you hit the brakes? And Craig Cream's going to start out with the what made you pump the gas. Oh, so let's see. I recently went on a, me and my wife went to a fundraiser for an organization called the Local Heart Foundation. It's a local organization that raises funds to support families who are going through tough times because a loved one or them themselves have a heart condition that requires a uh, advanced care and surgery and there's all the resources that they need to support that might be a place to stay could be helping with uh, gas cards or food you know gift certificates just things to kind of help the family along anyway it was a dance auction so we hit the gas and we kind of turned it up and got some of your inner john steve going got some john steve going briefly um <laughs> but it was a cool event they had a lot of uh sports memorabilia and autographed uh things that they were auctioning off and they raised a lot of money. I mean, it was really cool. We were invited as guests, and I could see myself wanting to go and, and maybe get a table next time and, and bring guests. But, you know, you're basically, I guess, technically giving these families hope um, through your charity support and love. And so it was neat. They did um, PowerPoints and videos where they're showing these families that what they're going through. And these little kids getting open heart surgeries and just really complex stuff. And it just kind of shows them that they have a group of people that are caring for them, supporting them, and they have – uh, a place uh, where they can get financial assistance and it supports the local uh, community. So it doesn't go to a national thing. Not that nationally they don't need it, but a lot of times these smaller towns, right. you know, people you know and, and that are your friends need support. So it's cool to see the town come together to, to do that. So that was a little hit the gas and had a nice fun evening. Dude, that's awesome. Now I saw those uh, pictures on there. You, re you met some uh, famous people, right? Yeah, well, so they had a, uh, actually, they had a, gold medal um speed skater and i'm drawing a blank on the name but i actually took a picture with him it was awesome yeah and uh i think one of the auction gifts was a private dinner for eight with the new uh world record pole vaulter and i tried to get that for you steve <laughs> Whoa, that would have been perfect i know man I, I tried the bids quickly blew my budget but I was oh. thinking man he would really enjoy this so that was pretty cool he's no jenny finch but yeah <laughs> I will say, rumor has it he's been running around tweeting, I met Craig Cream, I met Craig Cream. Yeah, dude, he was. That's what I've heard, but uh, <laughs> that's funny. How about you, hot dog? What made you hit the brakes this week? Okay, Craig and I were actually just together. It's kind of funny he was saying fundraiser, and I was thinking of Matt Keating's birthday party at Crying Eagle. We were at 
I don't even know when that was, a week ago? About a week ago. Yeah, yeah about a week ago or so. John, unfortunately, couldn't be there. Um, but uh, it was a surprise birthday party for his 40th birthday, and they actually did a really good job surprising him, getting him there. And uh, it was a great night, a lot of fun. And shout out to Keating and happy birthday to him. But as I was there, I, I noticed Craig and I had a lot of good conversations, but I wound up talking to a lot of people at this little rendezvous. And... um for one moment along the way, I just stopped and thought, and I was like, man, I actually knew a lot of people who were here, a lot of close friends, a lot of people there. You could just kind of feel love, care in the room with everybody. And sometimes it's important in life. It made me just stop and think for a second and say, man, God, thank you for all the relationships in my life, all the people you have put in my life for one reason or another, uh, be it from a long-winded conversation with Craig Cream, us and a few other people along the way, getting to know, <laughs> getting to know uh Alex uh, Showman a little better and the other various people uh, <laughs> met and saw. Uh, it was a great time and it was one of those things that I was I was kind of interested going in to see how it was going to go, but to where I literally did after what I felt was three or four hours of nonstop talking, I sat there and thought, man, thank you, God. Thank you for all these wonderful people I know and that are in my life and that are part of our community. So it was a pretty, it definitely made me stop and pause for a second. That was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. All right, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in to episode 13 um, of Who's Driving Your Car podcast, and we would appreciate y'all checking us out or hitting us up on the social media realms. Talk to us. Tell us a few instances in your life where you may have been hopeful for something and it came true, or maybe it didn't, and that was part of God's plan. Know that we all are praying and thinking for y'all, and we ask you to do the same for us, and especially everybody going with what's uh, going on out there. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Uh, Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more I I'm living my best